are resurrected by love. As we head into the liturgical season of Advent, I'm going to take just a moment to remind us that we are Easter people. And we know what we will find as we begin the journey toward Advent where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. For the radical love of the cosmic Christ resides in us and changes us little by little. We are the people of resurrection, followers of the one who overcame the darkness of the tomb. And because of this, there is a womb-like love that covers us, warms us, refreshes us, and raises up high over and over and over again. We are children of a love that overcomes it all which is good news, don't you think? Because as we continue to watch election battles and while we hear the COVID-19 is exponentially raising in numbers and while others of us struggle with knowing how to pay the bills or buy food, here's the reminder for us. We are Easter people and somehow, some way, we shall overcome all of it. People of faith are not promised a world that is not struck by disaster or a world whereby all is well all of the time. But we are promised that our faith and love will raise us up again and again and again. Resurrection love is our hope that no matter who we are, or what we've done, or where we've been, we can still rise way up. Resurrected love brings us peace in the midst of chaos, showers us with blessings even amongst our sorrow, and fills us up with love so rich, so incredible, so amazing that we can't keep it to ourselves. That's good news, isn't it? Resurrected love is like a little like popcorn in a hot pan. It sizzles and pops and suddenly without even knowing that this is happening, we're filled up with love when we break out of our encasing and the kernels of Christ's love flows out of us to bless others. Easter people are resurrected over and over and over again. We're pulled from darkness. We're pulled from the dusty earth that encases our being. And we're saved from ourselves and from each other. Resurrecting love, it takes us higher and higher and higher when we let it. And to be honest, I don't understand how all of this stuff works, but as Rachel Held Evans once said, I am a Christian because of the story of Jesus is still a story I'm willing to risk being wrong about. All I know is that creative, refreshing, forgiving lusts have raised me up time and time again when if I had relied on my own power within me, I wouldn't have made it and I could not have gotten up. The story of our faith began on the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost as my childhood church would call it, fell on the 3,000 or so gathered from various places where they were different. They didn't understand each other. But when the holy fell upon them, suddenly they knew, they knew 
and they understood each other. I like to think that they were changed by the tangible presence of Christ in and among them that day. It was so wonderful they had stayed behind in Jerusalem, did not return to their homelands, and formed what is now known as the First Church. And just perhaps that same holy something, resurrecting love, is what brings us together still today. We gather to hear the stories of Jesus, and in doing so, were changed much in the same way that that first church was. Listen now as we pick up on their story uh, following the day of Pentecost from Acts 2, as I read from the message. That day about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized, and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles and all the believers lived in the wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home, every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added those who were saved. And church begins. And while we know from the written letters that follow this story, none of these people who started this church were perfect. For human beings are not perfect. The special thing about this new church is that they, is that they are a group of people who believed in the same things. But they didn't talk alike. And they didn't look alike. And Bluegrass United Church of Christ is probably the best tapestry of beliefs, of color, of sexual orientation, of backgrounds as any I know. Church Then and Now is about being a group of people caught up in the same story, with the cosmic Christ resurrecting love at the center of it all. I'm a cradle churchgoer taken by my mama's arms during my first few days of life to the Trinity Tabernacle Holiness Church. And it was there that I learned the tangible presence of the Spirit. And I learned to believe in a higher power. I call that higher power love. Some of you call it God. It really doesn't matter what we call it. At that church, they sang and prayed and shouted around in the spirit, and they clapped their hands. And even then, I could never clap on the beat. It is the place I was adored by people simply because I was in their family. I was loved. And I also learned that love was stronger than the fear factor God they talked about, and that they're good people in every church. Now, I was a PK, and I've been in a lot of churches in my life, and each one of them, I, in, I continued to learn about ways to encounter God's love and God's grace and God's hope through many different venues. 
They're all different with their own unique flavor, all living out the story of Jesus in the way they have learned to believe and interpret. And I'm going to tell you this right now, none of them are wrong. As a scientist, I've often thought of the church as a big old experiment. A few people gather in a space, crucible if you must think of it that way, and we bring all of our different ingredients into the mix. Music stirs us up and the word leads us deeper into the realm of growth and the relationships, the relationships are the richest when the experiment goes well. When we allow the bonds of love connection to hook up with our love story of God, oh, the wonder of it all. It is so good that I don't even think I have words to describe it. It teaches us in small little doses about how to live and work in the real world, in a real world that still needs a lot of work, a lot of work before we become the kingdom of God. Marsha reminded us last week about some of our history at Bluegrass, about people who helped to form our faith and teach us what it's like to live in a faithful and just way, and she challenged us to pass it on. As we gather today, connected in a very different kind of way than we were back with those folks, through live scream, which does not diminish the wonder of our resurrection story. I want you to hear this piece. Nor does it diminish the love we have found in each other, even if we've never met. In the multitude of churches I've attended, I have found something in this place that continues to change me. And it makes me want to risk being wrong about the story over and over and over again. I had stayed away from communities of faith for over five years, believing I could be faithful by myself. Because church was a fake, you know. Nobody really, really cared about anybody else. Yet one morning, I found my way to a sacred space simply known as BUCC. I entered and found a hospitality without being bound up to be like everybody else. Those folks on that day in that little space called Bluegrass created a space where I, a stranger, entered and eventually became a friend. I found a place that did not seek to change me, but a place that allowed my soul to heal. I found a place with fertile soil for which to allow my unique gifts to grow in peace. That sacred space created an opening in the desert of my soul. And that space allowed God to help me find me again. I will be forever thankful for the resurrecting love that I have found here. You probably hear us say it all the time, but bluegrass is a special place. It's really special. And while this series is supposed to be about stewardship, I feel that sometimes the best way to invite us to commit to stewardship is to remind us of the value of what we have here. Here, strangers can enter 
and discover themselves as people free to sing our own songs, or if you're like me, you don't sing. Here strangers can enter and discover themselves as people who might sit in the back and when everybody else stands to, to, to sing, you might sketch in your little book so you don't have to meet anybody. That's what I did. It's a space where strangers are free to dance their own dance, speak their own language of faith, and are not held captive, for they're free to leave as they feel led. Church communities like BUCC allows a space for people to be saved, as some evangelicals may say. Saved from brokenness, saved from hopelessness, Saved from loneliness as a family of resurrected love begins to provide healing and balm to wounds. My story in this community is still being written, and I continue to be resurrected over and over and over again. And I'm going to add thanks be to God to that. And like the first church, it's not all been perfect. But I've learned to sit and listen when I don't agree sometimes. And I'm learning how to think instead of react sometimes. And I'm learning that if I don't like something in worship, it's just not my turn. But I still get a turn. In this community, I've watched as new folks have entered, and I've seen them lean on others, and I've seen those chains of addiction fall off. I've seen a member invite a stranger into his home where they lived for over two years and allow that time just some space to heal. I've watched folks who didn't believe in the gays resurrected by love and suddenly grab a gay member and say, I just love you. That's pretty amazing stuff. I've seen a little group of people united by resurrecting love stand at Kim Davis rallies while folks screamed horrible obscenities at us for standing for an inclusive God. I've seen us march for justice, for gay rights, for women's rights, for gun control, and black lives. I've witnessed hungry folks being fed by folks who pulled the resources. And I've had spirit bumps as some of these folks have shared prayers and led me deeper into faith. I've seen us devastated at the folks you heard about last week, covered in grief. But we held on to each other tight and long and hard and allowed that resurrecting love to lift us up. We pull our resources through tithes and offerings of all kinds. And here's what I'm going to say. If this church means something to you in the way it means to me, in the next few days when you get a Google communication asking for your commitment for the year so that we can plan a budget, whether it's 50 cents a week or $1,000 a month, think about the importance of this little house of love and what it means to each of us. If you can, and you feel led by the Spirit to fill it out so we can plan our ministry for the year, then do so. And if you can't afford to give, 
Then bring the gifts you have as we mix it all together. People dropping money in plates and people feeding the hungry, people marching and fighting for justice and holding up the charge set before us by the first church long ago. Our grass gets mowed, the church gets clean, the AV equipment suddenly appears and it is installed, and people from all over the place, all over the place, are joining us and becoming family by heart. Something is happening here in this place, in this sacred, sacred space, even when we can't gather in person. And it's part of that resurrecting love I'm talking about. This space here is what God's kingdom looks like. It's a bunch of outcasts and oddballs and normal folks gathered together at the table not because any of us are rich or better than the other or good enough. But we gather because we are hungry followers of Christ trying to live out the story that we're willing to be wrong about of radical love. And guess what? In this place, there's always room for one more. One more seat available, one more plate with plenty to share. As we, the church, is resurrected over and over again. May we all support this special ministry and continue to spread this resurrection love everywhere we go. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.